0: We are back. Welcome to What's Appening, the industry innovation you need to know. I'm your host, Shabani Walia, a strategy and insights manager at Google working on apps. Today's What's Appening is doubling down on a global trend, super apps. Our guest is Daniel Peters-Trempes. He's an international growth consultant at Google working with mobile app developers. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, Shabani. Thanks for having me.
0: We're going to get into the topic of the day, but if you've tuned in before, you know we have to start with the golden question, what's your favorite app and why?
1: Oh, I have way too many. Um, Maybe I'll just mention my favorite app discovery this past weekend, which is an app called Transit. It has real-time public transit departure information, um, and in my case was very accurate with their arrival times has an easy to use colorful visual interface, and also includes the ability to purchase transit tickets right within the app. It's called Transit.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. And it's also a very timely app with many people slowly beginning their returns to office. All right, let's get into super apps. It's a topic that's picked up even more traction in the last few months. It's mentioned in more articles now than I've seen in prior years, and honestly, It's one of the keywords that comes to mind when I'm thinking about apps and innovation. What's interesting, though, is in doing my research for today's podcast, I learned the term super apps actually came about in 2010. And for anyone who's listening in and isn't familiar with the term, I'm actually going to read the definition. Super apps is defined as a closed ecosystem of many apps that people would use every day because they offer such a seamless Integrated, contextualized, and efficient experience. Super apps is really a form of innovation if you think about it. So, Daniel, I gotta know, what's your take on super apps?
1: Well, super apps are indeed here, and they are happening. Um, this trend towards super apps and many brands wanting to become one is something that we are seeing globally. And from both a consumer perspective, we like seeing huge user growth from apps like Grab in Southeast Asia and WeChat in China. And also from an app developer perspective, apps are wanting their users to spend more time under a single app umbrella. So it's convenient from both sides, uh, as a consumer being able to do everything in one place. And as an app developer, you think of the increased monetization opportunities with more time spent in app and more user data. So here in the U.S., we do have a lot of brands interested in moving toward becoming a super app. You think about where Facebook has become, uh, over the last several years, adding messaging, payments, and now short-form videos. And rideshare apps like Uber and Lyft, they've diversified beyond just car rideshare. And now you can do things like book a bike or scooter, schedule a COVID vaccine, and even ship a package all within the same app umbrella. But one common theme we're seeing across all of these super apps is the seamless integration of payments. So naturally, fintech players have interests here. Uh, PayPal's CEO just last week was talking the, about the importance of its app and how they are aspiring to become more of a super app through its expanded wallet, which is permitting things like crypto transactions, direct deposits, bill pay and savings accounts, and ultimately a more seamless experience for their merchant partners.
0: You mentioned a few examples of super apps there, and also a great call out on payments. I hadn't realized, but it is a theme across all super apps as they stand today. So we often look at markets like APAC, I would say, as leaders of the space for apps. Can you talk through a few examples of super apps globally, and what can we learn from them?
1: Yeah, a lot of the super app innovation actually started outside the U.S., so the most quintessential super app is probably WeChat in China, which has more than a billion active users and literally combines everything from payments to messaging, social media discovery fee to banking, bill pay, and all in one place. And then I mentioned also in Asia the past couple of years, Grab, they're based in Singapore. They've diversified and gone from a ride-hailing app to something more akin to a WeChat with broader commerce and logistics features. Uh, Like right now they're in Singapore, they're using autonomous vehicles and robots to deliver food to people on the beaches. Uh, And in Latin America right now, seeing something similar with Rappi, which is based in Colombia. One of my favorite features personally of Rappi is what they call turbo, uh, which is express delivery of grocery items in less than 10 minutes. So quick personal story. I was in Colombia this past holiday season and used it on new year's Eve. I actually didn't think it was going to work. The, Lines at the grocery store that day were insanely long. Everyone was getting ready for their New Year's festivities, but I placed an order and sure enough, someone was at the front door of my Airbnb in eight minutes and we had everything we needed. I think Rappi is present in about nine or 10 LATAM markets right now, and they are constantly testing new features as well. Uh, I know they just launched a crypto payment pilot in Mexico, for example.
0: I feel like it's almost like they set the bar now. Eight minutes and everyone else has to get those deliveries out in in eight minutes now. I I really do love the real life example because at the end of the day, we are all consumers first. And to that end, with your experience as a consumer, plus the depth of knowledge from being an international growth consultant, what advice do you have for brands today who are thinking about expanding to become a super app?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a great question. Uh, First of all, Not every app can or should be a super app, and that is okay. We have about 3 million apps on the Google Play Store right now, but only a small handful, which people might regard as a super app. Uh, But to get back to your question, a couple things to think about. First is to never stop innovating and thinking about new ways to add value for your users. The best apps out there are constantly doing this, testing new features, making the experience faster, adding new partnerships. Uh, and of course, measurement and analytics is really at the core here, understanding your user base, um, who is your audience, what are they doing in the app, and what might they like to do in the app? Um, another idea is really leaning in and owning your space or your your subvertical or category. So maybe your app focuses on a niche audience like All Trails for outdoor enthusiasts or Duolingo for language learners. Um, Same thing I just mentioned around innovation. How are you diversifying your experience, adding new features, making it easier, fun to use, and making it a place where users want to spend more time and ultimately their money? And speaking of money payments, this is absolutely a common thread across super apps. They make it really easy to spend your money across product categories. So that's a core consideration. How are you integrating with e-wallets and other payment methods that are relevant to your market? Um, And lastly, partnerships. We're seeing category leaders like Starbucks not only diversify their own app offering, but also integrating within super apps like Grab. So Starbucks is integrating their loyalty program within Grab right now. So you can still earn your Starbucks stars, save your drink preferences, uh, and then use Grab's courier network to get that caramel macchiato delivered. So think about how you could grow your app also through partnerships and integration. But just finally, to close out that question, remember, there are 6 billion smartphone users around the world. So that is a lot of opportunity for app developers, especially for those going global and thinking beyond just the U.S.
0: There were so many great points in there. So thank you for going uh, quite in, in depth. I think everyone tuning in is definitely learning a lot. The theme I'm hearing is it's an ongoing process, continuous innovation, ongoing measurement, partnerships, and even market research. Building a relationship does take a lot of time. And actually, one of the examples you mentioned, Grab, many people know now as a powerhouse and one of the super apps that people sometimes aspire to become. But what people forget is it actually started 10 plus years ago.
1: Yeah, that's right. And similar case with some of the other uh, super app examples we mentioned. It does not happen overnight. It is a journey. It's a process, constant testing, and iteration, Uh, But really, the end goal is is offering a great user experience that makes it easy for customers to transact in the app and ultimately adds utility to your life.
0: Well, we're only four months into 2022, and I have a feeling we're going to be hearing quite a bit more about Super Apps as the year goes on. Thank you for joining us today, Daniel. Thanks for having me. For everyone at home, thanks for tuning in and don't forget to tune in in two weeks to hear what innovation we'll be talking about next. Have a great week.